Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Gray Matter Podcast. It's a podcast to help you think deeply about God, the Bible, and life with Jesus. Because hey, faith isn't always black and white. Well, we have moved out of, well, not even officially out of, in fact, actually I think coronavirus we can officially say is getting worse uh, in terms of number of cases and everything else at the time of recording right now, uh, which is late June. Um, So we haven't actually even moved out of a global pandemic when we have uh, been faced as a global society with yet another massive issue, and that is, of course, the racial tensions that have uh, come up from the killings of Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and George Floyd. And uh, we now sit several weeks after uh, the beginnings of uh, civil unrest, especially in the States, with rioting and protests and uh, the consequences of of everything uh, that has come with that and uh, lots of calls to defund police and uh, obviously lots of people sitting on different sides of this. Um, It's been a really interesting time to be a pastor because you have people, uh, particularly in a church where we're trying to cultivate true kingdom diversity. in a church where we are are majority white and trying to navigate a variety of opinions on this. Um, There are a lot of people, white Christians, who for the first time are waking up to the reality that there are racial injustices and they're they're just asking, what do we do with this? And, um, And yet we have, on the other hand, a lot of people who still don't see the issue and uh, can on either side be digging their heels in. And, and right now it's just an environment that the conversation has not been very healthy overall, I would say. And so the other, uh, the other week, a few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to lead our church in a short time of live teaching and prayer on Facebook. And I dove headlong into this issue. And uh, the angle I took was specifically addressing our congregation of white Christians. Um, Now, we don't have only white people in our church, and this is honestly the first time I've probably ever designated a message or teaching specific to a particular demographic in the church. But I just feel like this time, it's so important for white Christians in particular to think very critically about the way that we respond uh, to the issues that are happening right now. And in particular, it's really important that we respond well to the pain and the hurt that's happening in the black community uh, in our country. And so what I wanted to do today is just give you um, a clip from the teaching that I offered uh, for our church live on Facebook. Um, At the end of this teaching on Facebook, I went into a time of prayer as well. I'm not going to keep that on the podcast here, but I would encourage you as you listen to truly engage and to take this uh, as a way of maybe setting your heart uh, on a path 
of listening and talking to God about what he would have you do uh, in this time of racial tension. And so I hope that you will listen in, engage with this, and that it'll be helpful for you today. sitting tonight, go ahead and say amen out loud. That just means I agree and primarily say amen and you agree to the fact that this is like walking through a landmine to say anything right now. This is a hard topic to talk through. It feels like at any given point, I could step on the wrong place, say the wrong thing by accident, and it's going to blow up in my face. So I'm going to take a risk here and just try to, to give some insights of what I think we can be doing right now, particularly for those of us who are white in the church in America. And the first thing that I think we can do that we see in Scripture is that we can lament. We can lament. Now, lament is not a word that is in our vocabulary a lot of times in the modern church world. We like to share stories of success. We like to share stories of uh, triumph and victory. And we like those stories, the miracle coming through. But the Bible is full of prayers and stories of lament. People who come to God and who simply just cry out with what's on their heart. And oftentimes a lament is a cry that features a complaint. If you look through the majority of the Psalms and the majority of the prophets, you're going to see a whole lot of lament because it's people saying, God, I know what your standard is and what I'm experiencing out here is not this. And God, where are you? Where are you in all of this? That's what lament is. Lament is a practice of empathy. The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 12, 15, to rejoice with those who rejoice and to mourn with those who mourn. Another version says to weep with those who weep. The teacher in Ecclesiastes 3 tells us there's a season for everything under the sun. Friends, right now, I really think that this is a season for weeping and for mourning with those who are hurting. I know we all have different perspectives on what's happening. I know we all have different ties into uh, the events that are happening. We, we have, maybe you are a person of color and you're feeling it through that perspective and you're hurting or, or maybe you're not. Maybe you have a different experience that's informing the way you're experiencing this or maybe you're tied to someone in law enfor- enforcement or maybe you are law enforcement and that of course is coloring your perspective as well. And we can talk about all the intricacies of what's actually happening and what needs to be done. And we can have those discussions or arguments in a healthy way at some point. But right now, I think what the time is for us to do as Christians is to join those who feel oppressed and hurt and to simply lament with them. If you don't know how to lament, Uh, Go read some of the Psalms. Go read, there's a book of the Bible, if you didn't know, called Lamentations, Lament. It's literally crying out to God, and it's asking that question of God, where are you in the midst of all this? When are you gonna show up? And sometimes that feels like it's a prayer of doubt or a prayer of unbelief, but it's actually maybe the most faithful prayer of confidence in God because it's saying, God, I'm bringing all of this that's happening and all of my feelings and all of this hurt to you right now, I'm being laid bare. And in this moment in particular, I think for us to join those who are weeping and mourning and lament 
is a powerful practice. So that's the first thing I would say we should do. The second thing I, sh- I-, I think we should do is I think we need to have a practice of humility which leads us to repentance. A practice of humility. So the first one, lamenting, is a practice of empathy. The second one's a practice of humility, and it leads us to repentance. The psalmist leads us by saying, search my heart, O God. Like, even if there's nothing on the surface that I know about in me that is sinful or apart from your will, your plan, God, search the depths of me and find the places that aren't aligning. Now, I know this is a hard one at sometimes to, to take because when we do that soul work, it feels like we, we can uh, be blamed for everything that's happening in this world. And I know like particularly if you're a white Christian, you can feel like all the blame is just being dumped on top of you and like you're just being um, like guilted or shamed for, for the color of your skin because of what's happening. And what I want to say is this is not about necessarily just finding your own personal, individual sins, biases, any of that kind of thing. Although I do think we need to be doing that. I think part of repentance in this moment includes a repentance just on behalf of the American church for its entire existence, which unfortunately has a history of complicity in racism in our country. Um, a great book, which I've mentioned a couple of times, is Jamar Tisby's The Color of Comprom- Compromise, and I'd encourage you to read that. But it just details how our church in these United States and, and, and these states in, in particular, South Carolina, North Carolina, wherever you live, we have had an unfortunate history that has sided with, uh, not with the oppressed, and it has enforced racism rather than freeing people from it. And I think part of repentance in this time, part of a practice of humility is saying on behalf of our forefathers, God, we want to turn away from this. Repentance means to turn away. And and we just want to turn away. Even if right now we can't see all the ways we have caused hurt, and maybe we haven't intentionally been causing any hurt, But if there is a pattern left over from our forefathers in this country and the church in America, God, let's turn away from that. And I think that creates, that that, that needs, it requires a sense of humility. So let's practice humility. And the last thing I would say is this. I think we need to remember God's character. So the first thing is we're going to lament. We're going to practice empathy. We're going to repent and practice humility. And then we're going to use our minds and we're going to remember God's character. And that is a practice of worship. You see, right now, what we need to remember is who God is. And then we need to respond to that accordingly. Worship is the act of knowing who he is and responding accordingly. And right now, I think a word for us to remember is that God is not just a God of love, but God is a God of justice. Uh, Psalm 9 says this in verse 7, says, The Lord reigns forever. He has established his throne for judgment. He will judge the world in righteousness. He will govern the peoples with justice. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name, O God, will trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. 
all throughout the Old Testament with the people of Israel, grumbling and complaining, lamenting out to God for freedom and liberation from Egypt, God hears their cry and is a, 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 a fortress for those who are feeling oppressed. Throughout the prophets, you see Israel consistently being judged by God for failing to act justly with one another and with foreigners who are coming in. Friends, I think right now we need to remember that our God is a God of justice and that justice leans its ear, leans its, its heart. It, it wraps its arms around those who feel and experience oppression. I think right now we need to be ones who as we feel this impulse towards justice, we need to be considering the God who is the God of justice. We need to be considering how this God might inform our desire for justice more than whatever the narrative is in the media, more than whatever the key talking points are coming out of protest. We as believers, we've got to go back to the source of justice himself and we need to go to his word and we need to ground our hearts and our minds in that and respond accordingly, a practice of worship. You know, I'll say one more thing and, and we'll jump into some prayer time. But I think, I think one of the biggest problems right now is we all have this desire for a society that is just and that is loving, that there's grace and mercy and freedom. And yet we don't have a common definition of what justice and injustice are. And so while we're fighting together for this right now, it seems like there's a a commonality around we do want justice and our hearts are broken, there's a reality that we have this rampant individualism that says, I am the king of my own life. And while I want justice, I don't want anyone else to tell me what to do. One way uh, an author has put this before is, it, is that we want the kingdom and the benefits of the kingdom, but we don't want the king. And it's easy to maybe broadcast that out onto other people right now. But I simply want to ask is for you and for me, are we approaching this in a way that wants the kingdom without the king? Are we subjecting our lives in every area to the king through whom justice and mercy and love flow out? Tonight, we need to align ourselves with Jesus whose heart beats for those who are downtrodden. The Jesus who says, come to me, you who are weary and burden, and I will give you rest. So tonight I want to invite you just through a, a few prompts of prayer. And um, these are prompts that for some may stretch in different ways, but here's my hope. Here's my hope. Because this, it's easy to hear a cry for justice right now as simply aligning with maybe a social progressive political stance, right? It's, that's just the reality. The reality is it's easy to hear solidarity with the, um, the protests that are happening, on the peaceful side at least, and to hear only as um, a cloaked kind of religious version of whatever the left is saying politically. Equally, there are many of us who are, are going to be working off talking points on the other side. And, and here's what I want to encourage tonight. I want to encourage us not to be people of the left or of the right, but to be people of the king. 
And the king transcends and supersedes both the left and the right at different places. And right now we need to be a people, Christians, we need to be a people who can push through and say, what is God's heart for justice? Let's not get caught up on the political siding of any of these things. And let's just say, God, what would you have us do? Well, I know that in many ways, this may be a simplistic approach to how do we respond um, as white Christians in this moment. But I really think that if this is our starting point, if we will lament and have a practice of empathy, if we will repent and have a practice of humility, and if we will remember who God is in a practice of worship, I think it will set us up well to have real conversations and discussions that are helpful and move the ball forward towards justice in our communities. And and perhaps even more importantly right now, I think it'll help us love our neighbors of color and to show them the love that God has for them as well. Well, thank you so much for listening today. Um, As always, uh, I appreciate it when you leave a review, uh, especially if it's a good review because that helps new podcasts like mine uh, get found by other people who are looking for help on some of the topics that we're talking about here. Uh, As always as well, if you will subscribe, that'll ensure that you get all the new episodes as they come out. I know I haven't been as good about staying on track to release new content on schedule each week. Um, Let's be honest, quarantine and COVID and everything else has been a little bit crazy. Um, But I do commit to you to have new content coming out more regularly than I have over the last two months. So thank you guys so much for being with me today. I'll see you guys next time on the Gray Matter Podcast.